Welcome to another edition of On the Inside Track. How do we know which choices are ours to make? How do we know the best choices to make? Join me as my guests and I explore defining moments from there to here. I'm Debbie Hazelton on the Inside Track. It is a privilege to introduce this month's guest, Lulu Harchin. For a long time, I probably, like many others, wanted to pronounce yours and Brian's last name as Hargent. I don't know why. <laughs> and what lots of people pronounce it yeah. either Hart Hartgen or Hargent <laughs> or it's really rare to um, hear it pronounced properly, but it's Hartgen. What makes me remember it is, and I like to say, is you are people with heart in your name. <laughs> when I was first um, together with Brian, and this is going to make some people go, but I can't help That's it. That's their problem. I, I used to call him my heart gem, Aww. H-A-R-T-G-E-M, because I said he was like a gem that yes. lit up my heart. Yes. And that's the way I remember it. Well, and every day <laughs> I see you two on Twitter, I always see that spark alive and the the care, the loyalty, the companionship, the love, just many things that keep you two alive and current is noticeable in a wonderful way. So I don't care if people go, yeah, I'm happy <laughs> to say that I'm proud I'm very, very blessed. Um, I'm very conscious every day. Um, We'll talk about positives and negatives in a little while. And I was saying to you before we came on air Mm -hmm. that there are negatives in my life. There are negatives in everybody's life. But there are negatives in my life. And as my health gets worse and the walls around me go up and there are more things that I can't do in my life. And it does get difficult at times. Nobody can be positive all the time. Nobody is a saint. And, you know, Saint Lulu, I ain't. Believe me. (laughs) Saints went through human things too. Quite. Yeah. But um, when I do get negative, I have this one huge positive in my life. And that is the love and the strength and the loyalty that that comes from Brian. I don't know where I'd be without him. I can tell that you feed his life too. And from having worked with you in the past... I began to know that the voice, the strength, the direction in many ways behind much of what you do, not only with radio, but other things too, is coming from you, Miss Lulu. Ah. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I think that's a wonderful thing. So mm. strength I, is something I want to talk about because uh, strength is something I never thought I had. I grew up in a family, I was raised by good parents who taught me a lot of things that as I grew up, I came to realize that blind people didn't know, um, like, for example, maybe colors, uh, maybe independent living skills, not saying all blind people don't know them, but a lot of the people I grew up with at school Mm -hmm. say, 
just didn't know a lot of the same things I knew. Mm-hmm. And I felt very superior to some of them in some ways, especially when I was in my teens and and twenties. Um, a lot of people I grew up with and was around in those times, uh, I knew things that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them knew things I didn't. But <clears throat> as I got older, I came to realize that my independence was given to me within very, very set limits. I was taught to know that I could do things, but only within my envelope. If there were certain things that I needed to do, then I needed mum's advice. I needed her advice on how to choose my clothes. I needed her advice on how to decorate my home. Mm-hmm. There were lots of things. I needed her to read my mail. I needed her to do my filing. I needed her, if there was ever some kind of crisis that she thought I couldn't cope with. I'm not apportioning blame here. I'm just saying how it was. She was always there. And whatever happened to me in my life, the first thing I would do when anything went wrong, I would be right on the phone to her. And as I've grown older, I've realized that that really was not a good way to be. I thought I was independent. I really wasn't. Okay. Now, as it happened, in the year 2000, I was living up in the northeast of the UK, a long way away from my parents. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is independence. I'm way away from my parents. I have everything going for me. I have a good partner. I have a nice home. But I was still on the phone to my mum every few days asking her about this thing and that thing and the other thing. And then all of a sudden, one day, she said on the phone to me, I have some news for you, Lulu. Me and your dad are moving to Spain. And do you know something, Debbie? I had to put the telephone down right that second. Mm. And I ran upstairs and I was physically sick from the shock. Mm. It affected me that strongly that I was so shocked that my little world, my rock, my safety net was being torn right out from under me, that mummy wasn't going to be there anymore for me, that I was sick from the shock of it while they went. And my partner asked me to marry him and there was going to be no mummy to help me organize the wedding or choose my wedding dress. And a few weeks before the wedding, my husband was diagnosed with throat cancer and there was nobody to help me. I was all alone. Um, And I remember sitting on the stairs waiting for the phone to ring with the biopsy result. At the time, I just released a CD of recipes that people were buying from us. We were just making them and selling them. And I was waiting for the phone to ring with the biopsy result and somebody rang up and I said, I will sell you a CD. Can I call you back? I'm waiting for a result. And she said, a result. And I said, yes, it's a a biopsy result. I really need to keep this line clear. Please excuse me. I'm not meaning to be rude. Give me your number. I'll call you right back. And she said, oh, one of those. I said, yes. She said, don't worry. I've been through it. She said, I know you think you won't cope. I thought that. But let me tell you something. You might feel absolutely desperate now, but somewhere, from somewhere, 
deep within you, you're going to find the strength to cope. And I put the phone down and I thought, you have to be joking, missus. Mm. I am never going to cope with this. If he has cancer, I can't nurse him all on my own. It's just not going to happen with mum in Spain and nobody to help me. It just ain't happening. Mm-hmm. I thought, I am never going to do this. Never in a month of Sundays. He had cancer. We got married. We had the honeymoon. He went into hospital and I did it because I had to. Yeah. You yeah. just have to. You do. Yeah, when you have to. But I have a question. I thought you said, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago that you didn't cook much. But I've been noticing you talking more about cooking in the last year. I did cook when, before I had this bone disease. I was an ardent cook. Oh. Absolutely passionate that's what i mean about walls going up Uh i was an ardent ardent cook i was absolutely food mad (laughs) i can't do it anymore because i can't stand up for more than about a minute without it hurting Mm. and the flat that we have here um i can't get to the stove and the counters and stuff in my wheelchair it just can't happen I've tried and tried and tried everywhere I know how. Unfortunately, it um, it just can't happen. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Why would we try not to be emotional? Emotions are like such a, a corner marking of who we are and what yes. defines us. I had an idea that I, there might be a few tears in this interview Aww. I'm talking about. It's a very, um, mm. yeah, deep times in my life. Yes. You found a way to find some inner strength. Yes, um, I found out that because there was no one else to do it, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. And later on, when my husband was recovering, things weren't easy for me then. I felt the walls were closing in on me. There was nothing that I could do. He was recovering. He was convalescing. He didn't need me around, really. And the marriage was deteriorating, to tell you the truth, because of my ill health and one thing and another. Mm. So I went on I thought okay what can I do and I looked around and I started to think that a college course would be a good thing you know one of these just a couple of hours in a week uh, to get out Mm -hmm. and do something and what I did was jewelry design Mm. and I went and did some beading and made some handmade jewelry and again turning the negative to a positive and finding something in yourself mm-hmm. that you didn't know you had in you was really, you know, something special, something, again, I didn't know I could do. It was all about pushing the envelope again, mm-hmm. not accepting my limits and not thinking, well, all I can do is sit and watch TV all day. Right. So mm-hmm. jumping forward a few years, um, I was doing hospital radio shows. I had been doing them since about 2000. Hospital and radio? Yeah. Um, my husband, at that time, the one who had cancer. I've had a few husbands, so it gets a bit confusing. Aww. The one who had cancer, he used to do technical work for me on them. And he really wasn't well enough to continue to do the technical stuff, so he bought me a computer. Mm-hmm. And... I thought, I'll never do this. I'll never do this. This just will not work. So 
I went and I had some training and I learned to use um, windows, which I didn't know a thing about. And I learned to use Studio Recorder, which is an audio editing program. And I learned to tech my own shows. Again, the negative, you can't do these shows anymore because I can't tech for you, turned into, okay, so how can I do it? Um, I'm not giving myself out to be some kind of Wonder Woman here. It's a question of, okay, I've met a wall. How can I get over it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> can you see what I'm saying? Yes. That has been your challenge or your invitation to get yeah. over that wall. You can't always. Um, there are some walls that you that really think you think they're going to really knock you down. I think the worst, the worst one I ever, ever, ever came across was unfortunately the marriage with my husband who had cancer failed because he's a lot older than me and he wasn't coping with my health issues. Mm -hmm. And it just these things sometimes they just don't work. However hard you try. So we we broke up and I came back here to my hometown where I was born and I found a flat and I hit a wall I couldn't get over, which was a nervous breakdown. But I suppose I did get over it in the end because I got well. We came forward and by that time in 2012, I had met the wonderful Brian, who you know. Yes, that and was only 2012 when you two uh, met. We, yeah. Yeah, wow. we, we actually were, we, we sort of met 2010, 2011. By 2012, we were together. Oh. And we set up our radio station, and for one reason or another, it didn't work. We were very green about working in internet radio. There were things that, that I think, looking back, I don't think we could have done it any differently. The first time we tried it, it didn't work. It takes and a we lot. felt. Yeah. We felt very, very devastated. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that time, it mm -hmm. was crash and burn for me. It was yeah. very, very sad. And I really felt betrayed yes. by, by people I trusted. I know. When people don't communicate for whatever reason, and I was one of them, when that happens, it's really hard sometimes to process, yeah. to know what in the world, I mean, it, what in the world. It takes two to communicate, and sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't happen on both mm -hmm. sides. I don't mm -hmm. think I'd ever been in a time where I just felt so crushed by life. Yes, Yes. I really, you know, not even back in 2008 mm -hmm. where my life had been stripped right back mm -hmm. to basics. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever been quite so crushed by life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? Because I didn't think I'd ever be in radio again, ever. I just had no fight left in me. Mm -hmm. And the person who saved me then, and this is going to sound really weird to anyone who doesn't know me, he was a little character that we did adverts and promos and, and things with on the radio. And uh, it was our little leprechaun guy, and I began to write stories about him and publish them online. Mm -hmm. And just the being able to escape into a world that wasn't mine Mm. was such a great thing. Okay. Um, and 
Now, bringing it up to the present again, Mm -hmm. I, again, the walls are going up a bit because of this stupid bone disease. I have osteoporosis and it's making life very difficult for me. I'm, you know, I'm in a wheelchair and my movement is getting more and more limited. Mm. I have to have personal care in here every day, which I really do not like mm. the loss of my independence. Mm. And it you know, it can get a bit too much at times. Mm. It really mm. can. Yeah. To be in pain such a lot of the time and what have you. But I I don't want to let the world get me down. And Laura was saying on her Laura Legendary, mm-hmm. she was saying people f- with the best of intentions say things to you at times that really can get on your nerves like oh you know you can you can get through it where you know if life hands you lemons make lemonade mm-hmm. you can get through it if you just show the world a smile sometimes you can't show the world a that's smile right. that's right it just doesn't always work like no. that but i try to if i can't be positive there are always things i can do and one of those is writing and it's lovely to just writing or reading are both great things to be able to close the door Mm -hmm. of reality behind you and it's lovely to know that i think all of us have it in us Mm -hmm. that we have something in us we don't know about whoever we are sure that we can push out of our envelope, out of our little comfort zone, to whatever degree, even if it's only a tiny one, and find the positive, find the strength in us. Mm -hmm. I used to hear a song when I was doing my jazz show on the hospital radio, and it used to really um, encapsulate something that I try to do and I try to believe in. And it went, you have to accentuate the positive. Yes. Eliminate the negative. Latch on to the affirmative and don't mess with Mr. In Between. And I really feel that there's so much negativity in the world. Mm -hmm. So much. And while we can't always do it, we can't choose not to let sadness into our life because sadness always exists we can choose to try to find something within us some tiny bit of positivity some tiny bit of extra strength in us to make something good happen each day i know that propels feeds your spirit that thing that propels you to be positive you have a way of seeing in a situation what else is still possible? What else is still needed? I love that about you. Oh, thank you, Debbie. I'm um, sometimes when I'm sitting here in the corner of my sofa on my worst days and I really can't move without help and I have difficulty even putting my fingers uh, I really don't talk like this very often. I have difficulty even putting my fingers onto my touch screen and mm. swiping right to move from app to app on my phone. I think, why on earth am I even 
here, I am so useless, I can't do a thing. And then I think, oh, yes, you can. And what's more, you're going to. And what's more, you're going to keep trying. And what's more, you are going to find something good about today, even if it's just holding Brian's hand or holding your one of your reborn doll's hands or something or helping somebody who's talking to you on Twitter or something. And I and see I you doing everybody those can do that. Every day I see you on Twitter doing those things. I see you making a difference with people, being so kind and loving and real. I see you creating every day. I Everyone see those can do that. Everyone can do it. <laughs> I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm not out of the ordinary. I'm just a normal person. Everyone well, can do that. I think, <laughs> I think you're extraordinary, even if, <laughs> even if you're ordinary too. I mean, we all are ordinary too, but, you know, you do have some incredible gifts. Do you want to talk about some of those creations you've made with sounds and, and meditations? Um, if you like. I just like to create nature ambiences because I just think they give the room a peaceful sound. I like to play them maybe if my head's hurting or if I'm feeling a little bit blah. I like to bring uh, an alternative kind of reality into a room maybe. So if I feel like going to the meadow or going to um, sit beside a magical stream or the one I like best is the health spa spa of healing waters and I can go sit and lie in the lap of the sea and hear the waves all around me they're special waves they have like a really cool stereo effect or go and sit in a jacuzzi and actually hear somebody grinding up herbs to put in the bath and you hear them open a bottle of rose water and pour it in it's really really cool i just i just love doing sound ambiences i haven't done any for a while do you feel your body change when you experience them i just feel a lot more relaxed that's um it's kind of it's just a nice feeling (laughs) yeah i love doing that's beautiful this is one of the things even when you say i can't get to the ocean i can't get to the spa but i can create it so that it comes to me this is part of what i think is your strength you create i would actually quite like to i did one but somebody asked me for a a fantasy soundscape of flying up into the sky I remember that um, and and it was called Sky Dance, and you you, you were standing on a, a hill, and then you had wind come all around you and whirl you up into the air, and there was uh, there was music, and you danced up into the sky, and it was it went on for about a half, about an hour. It was a, took a long time to create, wow. and I think if I had more time, I could find more finding royalty free music is what's. Um, yes. causing me to hold back on it because it's very hard to find not just any royalty-free music there's lots of royalty-free music around there are a lot of talented people out there but finding the right royalty-free mm-hmm. music is what's mm-hmm. is what's taking me the time if i could find more royalty-free music and think of a good idea i'd like to make more of those kind of fantasy soundscapes um that would be kind of cool because i think i've gone most places 
that I want to go for the actual nature scapes. Mm-hmm. I've gone horse riding and I've done a unicorns on the beach soundscape and I've done meadows and rivers and a Christmas buggy ride. That was a cool one. I enjoyed doing that one and all kinds of things. But uh, I haven't done, I haven't sort of strayed more into, into fantasy. So yeah, that would be kind of cool. I um, I started writing again this year. I was I, had, I was blocked for the longest time, and I didn't have time in any case. But I have a little more time this year, and I started writing again. I started writing Bert's Diary again this year, and that's that's enormous fun. So I'm doing that again. Um, oh, and of course, I'm doing work. Um, when you say work, what is that? Well, you, you know, helping Brian with the business yes, and, see? and running Look. running the radio station. Yes. So those are huge. Those are huge. And you are the voice behind a lot of what Brian is doing. I mean, you two are such a team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can tell that means a lot. It it does it does I you know it's Brian does an enormous you know he does the main amount of the work I just I'm just there for ideas. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, somebody that's as good as all those technical things as he is, I'm sure oh, yeah. it means a lot for him when you say something and he's he probably a lot of times says, you know, that's exactly what we need or that's kind of what I was thinking too. <laughs> it does. I mean, especially um, because I'm actually fronting the radio station now. Yeah. When we have big schedules to plan and things, I do have to do a lot of the thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very good for my little brain to keep it in. Well, and I... Getting- Keep it from getting stagnant. I don't want to say too much here. I don't want to toot my own horn. You should. You have every right to. You have every right to. My head will get so big it won't go through the door. I don't ever want to get like that. I don't believe that. I I don't believe that. I think the people who have heads that big don't love themselves enough. Yeah. I remember when you talked about the station early on about Team FM and you mm-hmm. designed those promos and you said, I think it should go higher here. I think it needs to be bigger here. I think it needs, you designed what you heard yes, in your head. I, I hear them in my, I, I write, I write most of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, I write a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And um, especially if there are like song lyrics to write or, you know, anything sort of clever, I, I will normally write. If if it's a straight sort of promo with a straight script, then Brian Brian's better at that than, than I am. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that needs a bit of a bit of sass, or if it's a something in rhyme, there's a lovely one that we do, which is a duet between me and Bert. We sing the um, <laughs> the tune too well. Did you ever uh, you know, the high society thing? And it was just so much fun to do. It was oh, that so is much so fun. cool. And you because know what we, else we, I we, enjoy um, is when you two, you and Brian, are on the air together. He oh, is having such fun, and as hard as he works, it's nice to hear him. It's you know, lovely, isn't it? Yes. Because he's such a hard worker, and he doesn't mm-hmm. often get the time to kind of muck about like that. Mm-hmm. And I just love. Uh, I love it, especially if I can make him laugh. It's hard to make him laugh. <laughs> Is it really? 
if it, yes it is because he's you know he's a serious person i know and even in even in private life you'd be surprised how little Aww. i've been able to he laughs and giggles and stuff but to yeah. actually make him do a proper big belly laugh <laughs> it doesn't happen as often as you you might think yeah but um so i love it if i can be silly enough to really make him laugh mm. and i've only ever done it on air really made him lose it once <laughs> just once and i still have the moment <laughs> oh see now but i'm sure you're one of the only ones who does that uh, probably <laughs> that's so sweet tell us where can people tune in to get to your station what is what is it they need to know okay I'll give you two websites. First of all, for the radio station, but I'll give you three if that's all right. Okay, yep. <laughs> Quick ones. For the, for the radio station, it's www.team-fm.com. Yes, and for you have your app the, too. Any of our, oh, on our app, of course. Yep. Um, you can he- find out all about our app there. Mm-hmm. For any of our audio, that's all kinds of audio that we put up about all kinds of stuff. Um, you can go to www.hartgen-home.org. Okay. Um, loads of audio up there. Now, if you're interested, if your in- interest has been piqued by Bert the Little Leprechaun I've been talking to you about, mm-hmm. if you like fantasy and leprechauns and humor because they're quite funny the stories um you can hit up his website and that is www.bertsplace that's b-e-r-t-s without an apostrophe place or one word dot co dot uk um and i have started updating his blog again so um recent things and more distantly related things and audio dramas and pictures and all kinds of good stuff up there about him so that's all the stuff that okay. uh, you can find out about me okay <laughs> and then you work with brian hartchen consultancy right hartchen consultancy.com isn't it yes i couldn't remember them for a minute yes okay well and lulu underscore bear on twitter Thank you, Lulu, for being here on the Inside Track and for all you do to make the world a better place by being who you are.